the Spring Podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the spring. My name is Ethan, and I'm one of the, uh, the worship leaders here. Uh, I'm excited to see you all. Um, uh, yeah, in your uh, bulletins, uh, in the back part, there is a, a little information card. If you've not filled one of those out, uh, feel free to, uh, to fill one of those out and then put it in a little bit later. We're going to have some uh, offering baskets that go by, and you can just drop that uh, card in there, and it'll help us keep you connected with all the different things we have going on here. Uh, this, uh, this first song that we're going to sing this morning is called Beautiful Day, and I was just thinking about how I was driving up here this morning and how uh, it wasn't 10 degrees, and it, no, it wasn't the, the 65 or 69 or 70 degrees I was hoping for, but, uh, but it, was, it was still pretty nice, and so I was just like, oh, how uh, appropriate that we're starting with this song, Beautiful Day. So, uh, so uh, join us, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, stand as we are able and uh, begin by singing the song.
Trust the power of your word Enough to seek your kingdom first Beyond the barren waves On the ocean waves Yeah, I walk through the waters I won't be
So
Jesus, that's our prayer, that our heart, our heart and our soul would find a treasure. That we would see that, that we are, are, are loved by you. Jesus, I thank you that we're all able to be here and sing together and share this time together. The scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 12, verses 28 to 34. I'm sorry, Mark, not Matthew. It says Mark. Um, chapter 12, verses 28 to 34, if you'd like to follow with me. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second one is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and that there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? <clears throat> Good and gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I know that you all have been getting ready for what's coming up next since December 26th. Did you know what's coming up next this week? What is it that you're celebrating? Nobody. Valentine's Day. Seriously, December 26th, the stuff was already in the stores. Did you notice that? Um, well, we're going to be talking about love this month. And today, we're going to talk about love and, and caring for others and what it means to love your neighbor. But I thought it might be fun to look at some um, really honest Valentines uh, from kids. And so I want you to look up here. Um, mom and dad, you are lucky you are alive. Isn't that sweet? That was, that was just real honest and loving. Okay, here's another one. Um, dear mom, I do not think I say this often. I love you very, 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 very. Okay, this is the last one. Very much. And I got a poem for you. Roses are red, just like your face when dad eats our snack. Isn't that cute? Um, Dear Rachel, you are the second best teacher ever. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Isn't that one good? <laughs> um, none of these are from my children. I want you to know that. This one. Um, Valentine's Day is cool. You are too. You can be better, but I like you. <laughs> I think that's the last one. Didn't it? Oh, I got one more. Um, thank you, Mom, for making me food so I don't die. <laughs> All right, so these kids are really good 
at being honest and um, sharing what they think love is. So today, uh, we're going to talk about loving your neighbor and receiving God's love. I think it's important for us, um, especially in the climate, I think, in our country right now, learning how to love people who are different than us is um, vital to who we are as Christians. Um, so to begin to love your neighbor as yourself, before you even start with your neighbor, you first need to experience the love that God has for you. Um, the Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son. We are the object of God's love. That's why he created us. And we have to get what this means in our life, that God loves us. This is the most important point. We can't go any further in our Christian faith until we realize, um, even just on a small scale, how much God truly loves us. Not because of who we are, but because of who Jesus Christ is. So my question is, have you ever allowed yourself to truly experience the love from God? Um, it's an essential place to start. Uh, something in our, in our faith, in our Methodist faith, that John Wesley, um, who founded the Methodist movement that later became the Methodist Church, uh, that he was a pastor and a preacher for a while um, until he actually experienced God's love. It's like he knew all this stuff up in his head, but he didn't really feel it in his heart. <clears throat> and he was riding to Aldersgate on a horse, and, and the way that they um, say it, the way that John Wesley says it, it's kind of a funny phrase. He says, my heart was strangely warmed. He did not have heartburn. It was, in fact, he got it for the first time in his life. And remember, he had been at Oxford, and he had done all these things, and he was a, a priest uh, in the Church of England, and it wasn't until he had this moment that he truly got it. And the way he explains it is, my heart was strangely warmed. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5, it says, May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's patience. So we have to decide that we believe in God's love. If we want to experience God's love, we need to make a decision in our brains and say, I'm going to believe that God loves me unconditionally. And... That's the place to start, is deciding to believe it, and then to do something about it. You can't experience God's love fully if you don't have a relationship with him. So what do you do? Well, you need to pray. You need to pray to God and not just ask for things um, like he's some sort of gift giver, but pray to God in, in conversation and share with him what's going on in your life. Yes, God knows these things already, but if you don't share your life with God and share that relationship with God, it's going to be hard for you to ever get it. Because that's where you have to start. Decide that you're going to believe that God loves you and then make sure you work on your relationship with God. You can also find God throughout scripture. I mean, that's one place that you can go and find God. And if you're looking for a place to start or where do you go or how do you do these things? I would tell you to start with the Gospels. Go to Matthew. He's like Ancestry.com, right? That's what Matthew is. It's all about genealogy. 
Well, go to Mark. If you short, sweet, to the point, and you want to know things, that's Mark. Or Luke, if you're like a CSI detective, anybody besides me? I love that. And Luke is a little sarcastic, I find. Or go to John, who's the artist and makes life so beautiful by his words. But start, start praying. <clears throat> start reading your Bible. Because until you get what God's love is for you, you can't even begin to love and to care for other people. So that's where you start. Does that sound good? Sound like something that you can do? Okay, so you start with feeling God's love, but we're not done yet. We're not even to our neighbor yet. You have one more thing. You need to love yourself. That's the commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. And you know, a lot of people do not love themselves, truly. They don't like themselves. They don't like who they've become. They don't like what's going on in their life. And that is something, if that is you and you need to work on that, then you need to start here. To love your neighbor, you have to love yourself. And, you know, it gets mixed up with to love your neighbor, then you need to give your neighbor more than what you give yourself. Or to love your neighbor, then you need to deny everything for yourself and only give and you never receive. Does that make sense? You have to love yourself. It doesn't say more than yourself. It says love your neighbor as yourself. You've got to care for yourself. You've got to understand that God made you exactly who you are. You know, I can remember when I was little, one of my very first memories of God um, was looking in the mirror. I think I must have been like four or five. And like looking in the mirror and just kind of looking at myself and thinking, God made me. Isn't that a weird thing for a four-year-old to think, you know, it's whatever. But I, I just remember looking in the mirror and thinking, well, that's weird, you know. He gave me red hair. I don't have it anymore. Like, I stole it. He stole all my red hair. And gave me these freckles that I try to hide now, you know, with foundation. Um, he gave me these sort of blue-green eyes. And I was like, how weird is that? But God made me, and God made you. And everything about you, God loves. Even the parts that you don't like, God loves you. He knows everything about you. He knows every hair on your head. He's counted it. That's how important you are to God. And you are not to deny yourself and to give, you know, to, to other people. You have to actually love yourself too. And that is essential. And there are a lot of people who don't do this. Now, there are a lot of people who I think love themselves too much. Just turn on the TV, correct? Yes? We're not talking about them about you. You have got to understand and get God's love for you. And then you have to love yourself just the way you are. Just the way that God made you. And it doesn't matter what you look like. And it doesn't matter where you come from. And it doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. God loves you 
in your life. So you should love you as well. Okay, so first, you have to work on your relationship with God and you're going to experience his love. Read your Bible and pray, right? Love yourself. Sounds simple enough, right? Now we're ready to move on and to learn about what loving our neighbor means. And this one's going to be hard, so just step back, tuck your toes under the pews so that you do not get stepped on in any way, shape, or form. Loving your neighbor means offering them grace when you don't agree with them. What? Isn't that crazy? Loving your neighbor means offering them grace when you don't agree. And that's for everybody. We don't have to be right all of the time. I mean, I know some of us like to be. But we don't have to prove ourselves to people all the time. In fact, one of the best things that we can do for our neighbor is instead of to speak is to listen. Sometimes people just want to be heard. So loving your neighbor means showing grace. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, It's God who works in us, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Loving him and loving our neighbor pleases God. And the way to love our neighbor is to offer them grace. We have to offer them grace, those neighbors who think differently than us. Do you have them? Make like literal neighbor, neighbors that live around your, your house, yes? Who think differently than you? Uh, loving your neighbors who have offended you. Are there people who have offended you? Come, yes. Loving your neighbor is um, loving them when they are wrong about their politics. You love them anyway. I am so glad y'all have politics, but we've got to love our neighbors who think differently than us, who live differently than us, who have a different interpretation of the Bible than us. We have to love them and we offer them grace instead of fighting, instead of anger, instead of proving how wrong that they are. Loving our neighbor is offering them grace when they don't deserve it because God has offered you grace when you didn't deserve it and we're coming into this time we're in this year I mean things are happening in our denomination that we're gonna have to make decisions on at some point in the future somewhere Methodists work slow so don't think it's happening right fast okay Methodists are slow in their process but there's things in the world that are happening too Things that are crazy and seem out of control. And there are people, your literal neighbors and the people in this community and the people in this country and the people in this world who see things differently than you. And your job is to show grace. That's how we are Christians to one another. You absolutely can stand up for what you believe in, but showing people grace instead of hate and anger is what God calls us to do. We are to love our neighbor as ourselves. But before you get there, before you can even start offering grace, you've got to start, and you have to start at the beginning, which is understanding God's unconditional love for you. 
That's the instruction. And then you work on loving yourself. And then after you get God's love, you work on loving yourself. Then you can share the love to your neighbors. Do you see? This is a process. It's a step of faith. It walks in this direction. One of the things um, that I love uh, the most about this congregation is that we have people from all different walks of life who come here. All different beliefs, all different backgrounds, family situations, um, social situations, money, all that kind of stuff. We have all kinds of different people that are here in this congregation. And we all love each other. It's pretty great, isn't it? And somehow you figured it out even before I came that you don't all have to agree. Isn't that great? But there's a world out there who wants you to fail, who wants you to fall, who doesn't want you to love one another, who doesn't want you to show grace. And that's where we have to stop and say, this is what it means to be a Christian. This is what we will do. So you receive God's love. And if you haven't yet, pray, read your Bible. You should be doing this anyway. Decide that you believe that God's love is real. Then work on loving yourself just as God loves you. Whoever you are, whatever God has called you to do. And then finally, remember, what's the last one? Offer what to people? Grace. Grace to people who are different. You know, this week, it was very, very difficult for me to offer grace um, to some people. And maybe you noticed, but did you all know that we won the Super Bowl? What? You noticed it, right? So exciting. And the parade, amazing. And the thing that made me so angry, anybody else, were the haters on Twitter that were talking bad about our parade. Wasn't as big as the Royals parade, blah, blah, blah. Did you hear that? Is it just me? As I'm working on loving my neighbor as myself, even people who say things on social media that make me angry, we show grace and love, right? Because that's what God calls us to do. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for all that you have given us this day. Lord, we just ask for your blessing to be upon us, that you help us um, to, to love one another, to love ourselves, and to understand the love that we have for you. We ask these things in your awesome name we pray. Amen. So I have a challenge for you this week. Here's my challenge, is to go out and to share some of that love with other people. Um, write a note, uh, send a card. Call somebody up on the phone and just tell them that you love them. It's super important. Will you stand and let's sing? Walking around these walls, I've gone by now through falling should never ever realize 
change to recall Knowing the battle's won For you have never failed me before Promises
message? Please consider giving to our ministry and helping us continue the work of Jesus Christ by making a contribution. Go to esmethodist.com on your computer or smartphone and click on the giving and service tab. Shake a bow, hallelujah, 
listening to this week's podcast of The Spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great day.